0: Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, three years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at Love Letters and Mixtapes. I'm sure that at some point, every single person listening to this podcast has found themselves in a place on the map, in a relationship, in a work environment, in some kind of situation where it just felt like you did not belong there. Almost as if there was something about you that was out of place. You don't fit in. You stick out. Everything's awkward, whether it is the conversation, whether it's the energy, the tasks you're being asked to do. Maybe you feel like you're constantly being misinterpreted or you just can't seem to click no matter how much on paper everything you're doing makes sense and you feel like you're doing the right things, you're putting the right energy in. And you're still out of place. And when we find ourselves in these situations, I think so many of us have the impulse to try harder, work harder, be better, put more energy in, try to adapt more, try to make ourselves small, to fit into the space where we think we are supposed to be. And this might be something you had dreamed of. Not the contraction of making yourself small, but the situation you're in. Maybe it's your dream job, and you finally get it with your dream company, and you can't believe it. Maybe you finally move to the place where you always wanted to live, and you want to pinch yourself because you have been dreaming about this and planning and hoping and wishing forever, really. Maybe it's in your partnership, and whether that's a marriage or dating or whatever kind of situation you're in, and you feel like, this is what I said I always wanted. I wanted it with this person, or I wanted this type of dynamic, or I wanted this kind of intimate partnership. And when we finally get to these places, no matter what we do, something doesn't fit. And it keeps bringing up this uneasy feeling, this self-conscious feeling of what is wrong with me? Why can't I just get it together? Why can't I just make this work? Why can't I just be better? Why can't I just be what this person or this situation or this company wants? And we have that impulse, right, to start chipping away at the things that actually brought us to that situation, the things that got us there. And we start to hide them or run away from them or make them small or quiet. And we do this almost while holding our breath, thinking, oh, if I don't make too much noise, maybe I can make this last. Maybe if I hide this part of myself, I will be accepted. Maybe if I just make myself small, I won't be in the way. And as I always do on this podcast, I am going to encourage you to take a pause and think about this for yourself, your own situation, your own dynamics. When was that moment where you felt like this is exactly what I said I wanted and I don't fit? I am not welcome. And you started to feel maybe the walls close in or the lack of connection or the lack of safety. What was that like for you? What were the first red flags? How did you respond to them? Were you internalizing them? Were you kind of turning against yourself? Frustrated with yourself? Wishing things were different? Were you reactive outwardly? Did you behave in a grasping manner? trying to hold on for dear life? Did you begin to self-sabotage, maybe wanting to bring about an inevitable end sooner rather than later so that it would be within your control and you wouldn't feel like you are at the mercy of others? I think when we're in those situations and we're so self-conscious, we're stressed, we're not really sure what's going on, we don't feel like we have the ground beneath our feet, It's really, really common to respond in those ways. So I don't mention them in a way to indicate that one is good and one is bad. I think they're really human. We do that. We bring ourselves to these situations and then we wonder, why isn't this working? And it wreaks havoc on us. It brings up paranoia, self-esteem issues, feeling like maybe I won't fit in anywhere So I have to make this work. And I wanted to talk about this today because it's a theme that has come up in my own life many, many times. And even though I'm familiar with it, even though I've been there before, every time I find myself in one of those situations, it's like starting from step one. I think it must be me. It's got to be me. I wanted this. I worked hard for this. I brought myself here, I moved towards this intentionally, and now it's not going to work? That's crazy, I'm not going to let that happen. And we can bring ourselves into this space of overdrive, where we think we'll just be better, kinder, smarter, more perfect. We will make sure that our outsides don't reflect what's actually going on on our insides. And that lack of homeostasis for lack of a better word, is what brings up so much discomfort, right? Our insides feel a certain way, and we're working so hard to not let anyone see that, to not let anyone connect with that vulnerability, those fears we have that we might not be good enough, we might not be worthy, you may not like us, love us, want us here, respect us, need us, and we internalize that. And it's really hard to get out of that loop. And it can begin to mess with our heads. We'll tell ourselves that this perfect imaginary self, this someday self that we could be, is the only thing about us that is worthwhile, lovable, likable, useful. The only part of us that anyone wants to connect with. And even that thought offers us this false sense of control because at least we can do something in this situation. If I am shutting down parts of myself, if I am not showing up in my wholeness, that is an action, right? I'm actively hiding myself. I am actively preventing you from seeing all sides of me. I feel like I might actually have an effect on the end result. But what am I actually doing in that situation? I'm making myself small. I am disconnecting from my wholeness. I am deciding for you and for everyone else which parts of me are needed, which parts of me are worthy, which parts of me deserve to be in this situation, in this dynamic. And in a way, it's very manipulative. And I think we often think of manipulation as evil, right? We think of it as bad or Something only narcissists do. But so many of us do it. It's a coping mechanism. We try to manipulate the outcome. We try to manipulate how you see and experience us so that we can get the desired result. It doesn't mean we're good or bad. It's just something we do when we are trying to preserve what we think we want in a situation. And in doing that, there is so much disconnection. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Now I mentioned having that experience a few times in my life, but I've always had these experiences of reprieve afterwards. So I had brought myself to a situation. For some reason, it didn't work out. I eventually left, but then afterwards I had this coming to, this understanding. I had this much-needed perspective in those reprieves. Because when we are in these difficult situations, we are really dependent on our perception, and our perception can get so distorted when we are in a moment of fear or insecurity or think that we're on the verge of loss. That perception is telling us, go, 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 do, 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 hide, 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 pretend to be someone else, try to shapeshift to, you know, fix all of this, be less yourself. But perspective offers something so much more profound. Perspective is leaning into the everlasting. That perception is temporary and perspective is saying, no, let's take a step back. Let's look at the whole situation. Let's look at the entirety of your life. And it makes me think about that story, The Ugly Duckling, which I think we all probably know, but when you're done listening to this episode, I almost suggest that you go read it or listen to it somewhere. And it's a really simple story about showing up, trying to do all the right things, trying to be what everyone wants you to be, but your wholeness is preventing you from that, not because you are wrong or bad but because you belong somewhere else, and that's okay. It does not make you wrong. It does not make you bad. It does not make you less than or unworthy. Those are all tricks of perception. Now you could be listening to this, and you're having the absolute best day of your entire life. And so my words can fall really flat, I'm sure. And I'm so happy for you if you are having that day. But for anyone out there who's listening and you've been feeling really out of place and you've been feeling that insecurity, you've been second guessing yourself and there's this, I don't know, disturbance in your spirit, for lack of a better word, and you can all laugh at that, but you know that feeling inside when you're just not settled. It almost wakes you up in the middle of the night and you kind of turn away from it. You're like, no, 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 I don't want to hear this yet. I don't want to know this yet. I don't want to know that my relationship is not working. I don't want to know that I'm about to lose my job. I don't want to know that I'm on the wrong track and I should be somewhere else. I don't want to know in my heart that I shouldn't be living here and I should be packing up my stuff right now and moving on. I'm sitting down to record this today because I know that feeling well and I know all that distance we put between ourselves and ourselves ourselves, and spirit, or the universe, or something bigger than us, it actually doesn't serve us. It actually just ends up preventing the inevitable. And I think we all want that feeling of inevitability in the sense of a homecoming, in the sense of finding where we are meant to be in that moment. And I'm not talking about permanence because Situations change, relationships change, professions change. I get that. But where you are supposed to be in that space and time. This morning I sat down to write before the sun had even come up. So this is a pre-coffee love letter that I'm reading to you right now. And I hope that if you have been feeling those feelings that I'm describing if you found yourself in that situation or you have an inkling that you're on the verge, then this love letter is for you in particular. And I hope that you get something out of it. I wrote, Lately I've been thinking a big part of the reason I feel so out of place in so many areas of my life is because I'm always in a position where I have to be my absolute best. Perfection. Something which used to be intrinsically motivated is now externally demanded. We can order anything from our phones and have it delivered to specifications within minutes. If anything falls short, we can leave a scathing review using words we'd never use in person. It's easy to decide what has value, what doesn't, believe we have impeccable judgment, or that knowing what we want is the same as knowing what we need. We expect perfection everywhere and focus on flaws to give us the dopamine hit of discarding something we deem unworthy. But this demand for perfection takes a toll on our tolerance. It dulls familiarity with our edges. It reduces our ability to sit in discomfort and it prevents us from seeing What is on the other side of what we are currently willing to see? I woke up this morning thinking about the story of the loaves and the fishes. Because it is not just about the miracle of feeding 4,000 people in one sitting from a flawlessly laid out banquet of food. It's actually about feeding 4,000 people from a bowl of gathered scraps. It's a story of humility acceptance, creativity, miracles, and collectively finding gifts and nourishment in what we would normally throw away. And so, of course, it made me think about, what about me am I throwing away? What about me am I saying has no value? I spend so little time with my discarded personal scraps, my imperfection my flaws, and my unworthiness, that it kind of takes my breath away when I'm faced with them. I am a person, not a machine, and every part of me was created on purpose. When I don't allow my mistakes, insecurities, or ugliness, their time in the sun, time to breathe, time to stretch, I begin to think that they don't have a place in my life that they would not be held or received by others, and that a huge part of me just does not belong here. And when I think that way about myself, it's really challenging to not also think that way about other people. The truth is the worst parts of me know me so much better than I even know myself. And when I feel far from me, It's probably not a sign to run even further, to put even more distance, to make myself smaller, quieter, less than, more like the person next to me, more like what I think you want. It's probably a sign to just show up in my wholeness, because you never know who is watching, you never know what someone else needs, and you absolutely never know how often your mess is actually the perfect message. Those things that I don't want anyone to see, those stories that I swear I'll never share, those chapters of my life when I was not the hero, I was not my highest self, when I struggled, when I made mistakes, when I stumbled, when I failed, when I let myself down, when I let you down, those chapters are sometimes exactly the scraps That someone else needs. So that was the love letter that I wrote to all of us this morning. And I do want to say that feeling out of place, knowing that something is coming to an end, knowing that you belong somewhere different or with someone different, doing something different, that desire for community and understanding and connection, that is not the same thing as just up and running. It's not about abandoning ship or abandoning yourself or abandoning someone else. It's about getting closer to who you are. It's about that knowing, that trusting, trusting your inner voice, trusting that spiritual disquiet that I mentioned earlier, trusting that and recognizing it when it comes through your life in a whisper so that we don't only make decisions when it is screaming at us in a moment of crisis. That's what this whole episode is about. It's about trusting and knowing yourself. It's about releasing yourself from this imaginary, ideal bondage of perfection. There is no other version of you that was made for this moment right here and right now. And yes, are there times when we could always be better, try harder, invest in ourselves? Absolutely. But I think we all know there's a huge difference between saying, I could try harder because there's something I'm not bringing to the situation. There's a difference between saying, oh, I could be more honest, I could be more loving in those ways where we know we have not shown up in our wholeness. There's a difference between that and showing up with everything we've got and feeling like we have to be someone else in order to stay in the space that we're in. So when I sit down to record these episodes, especially when I don't have an outline or any kind of notes, and I just turn the mic on and start talking, it's really easy to be self-conscious, to think that there is no one out there who relates to this. There's no one out there who would admit to this, to admit to being self-conscious or feeling like you didn't fit in or that you belonged somewhere else or that your relationship wasn't working. I think we all have that voice that tells us, no, 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 it's just you. There's something wrong with you. No one else can relate to this. Just fix yourself and this won't be a problem. But I don't trust that voice. I trust everything I hear from all of you, which is that we're all going through so many similar experiences. And these conversations are just reminding us that we're not alone. I wanted to close this episode with something you could carry into the week with you, especially if this episode did resonate. And that is, we can make these changes in small increments. It's not about packing all your things, moving cross-country, ending the relationship, quitting the job today. Maybe it's beginning to use your voice, to know your voice again. To write down the things that inspire you, the things that you like, that you love, that you're interested in. It's about doing something that really makes you happy. And some of us are really lost. I can say that, like, just go out and do something that makes you happy. And it's so confusing because we've been cut off from ourselves. So reconnect with who you are. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be grandiose. It can be pretty quiet. But imagine doing that on a regular basis and seeing where that would take you. Taking all of that energy that you've been outputting, trying to connect to the situation or the person or the place, and instead just bringing it closer to the center, connecting with you, connecting with who you are, and remembering that you were created on purpose. Until next time, please make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Maybe take a moment to like, rate, or review this podcast. And thank you again for listening to Love Letters and Mixtapes.